the key to your better future is you. And the key to my better future is me. Welcome to Blind Nation. You can be anything that you want to be. Believe me, believe Blind You can be anything that you want to be. You could be a doctor, a lawyer, a manager, an employer, an actor, contractor, or a chiropractor. Yes, work and manifest. Yes, never settle for less. No, no. Work and manifest. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm a big man now. I want to see what life is. If it's full of hardship or full of niceness, this life's a gamble like rolling dices. I want a piece of the pie, come give me some slices. In the morning when I open up my eyelids, I, I give thanks to God I'm not lifeless. Enjoy the moments in life that is priceless. Give thanks to the highest, yes. You could be what you wanna be, anything you wanna be, believe you could be it. You could do what you wanna do, anything you wanna do, I'm telling you pursue it. You could be anything that you want to be. You could be a solo or a president Change the world for the betterment Make the change, make it evident All we gotta do is Yes, work and manifest Yes, never settle for less Work and manifest Yeah, yeah, yeah And always do your best, yo Cause I'm fed up with the poverty I want a sweet reality Long life, fun life, longevity Let me and my family live happily Anything I want I get I manifest and I don't stop They know I'm working hard for it I quit I never win And I win I never quit I looked up to the sky and said I'll be there in a bit Moving fast like a rocket don't need no spaceship Full speed ahead now go short circuit This kind of skills cannot be purchased Bad mind will hit give them some kerchief yeah. You can be anything that you want to be A lawyer, a manager, an employer, an actor, contractor, or a chiropractor. Yes, work and manifest. Yes, never settle for less. No, work and manifest. Yeah, yeah, and always do your best, yo. You could be anything that you want to be. Believe me, believe me. You could be anything that you want to be. Believe me, believe me. Yes, work and manifest, yes, never settle for less, no, no, work and manifest, yeah, yeah, and always do your best, yo. Welcome to Fly Nation. Yes, um, viewer discretion is advised if you all know you all can handle any sort of cursing, profanities. This is not the podcast for you because I will be using all manner of vocabulary. So if you all know you all can deal with fuck, shit, damn, nigga, bitch, who, all the words... Especially the words in PC culture. This is not the podcast for you. This is a viewer discretion. You all could view at your own discretion. So. With that being said, enjoy the podcast. Uh, welcome you all to the Oshun series. 
of this segment of the Ignorables podcast. This is where we talk specifically about black women and their issues and their experiences and what they need to do and what they shouldn't do. Um, I will be bringing black women on to speak on topics about black women. Um, I'm doing this for y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing this to improve our people, our women. So I hope you all could enjoy this series as long as possible. So, that being said, stay tuned. And um, yeah, man, it's good love, good vibes. Hello, hello. Um, let me make sure um everything could be can you hear me. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, hearing you good. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. Um, so before we uh, everybody to another episode of um, the ignorant bliss podcast i yep. am your host trini hotep and um today by um i'm blessed today a black woman my sister uh to to series you all know us ready um going to start to make specific um episodes towards black women going to bring on women in the show to about about the issues that we need to go on good stuff so um let me let um this introduce herself and we will get into this topic of today with which will be very interesting so introduce yourself and then we can get into this whole well, good day, good day. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Nicole Charles. <clears throat> I am a well woman wisdom practitioner, womb diviner, moon mother, and moon time consciousness guide, a West Indian medicine woman, and high priestess. And I support women on their journey back home to themselves through the juiciest realms of their pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Right. <laughs> As you all list off of credentials, um, I think this, uh, this is the proof episode one to this to this series. Um, I think a good sister out of this series. So um, today's episode is um, women and their, and their wounds and their bodies. Um, I've been about this for a, a good while. I've been the fact that a, a lot of black women do really own bodies and their wombs. They have this kind of aspect of look about the bodies and wombs and how it is and all that stuff, right? Um, I think yeah. I think I really, I really wanted to speak on this because I think that is a problem within the community. Have to talk about length, 
want to get back to themselves to, to the to the realm of their femininity and a good place to about body physically to the emotionally and spiritually of course and their womb so nicole could you speak to, to what you think about black women and their bodies and their wombs Thank you so much for that question. So <clears throat> in my line of work and the position that I hold is not your traditional approach. Um, those of us that are trained as well, women wisdom practitioners, first, let me start by um, answering the question that might be present. Mm -hmm. What is a well woman wisdom practitioner? So my capacity as a well woman wisdom practitioner, I offer support to women. View me as a doula for the woman who is non-natal, meaning not pregnant. Um, I offer, as you've mentioned, physical support emotional, spiritual, and mental support to the whole woman. So even when a woman is going through her experience with disease or disease or imbalance as it pertains to her body and her womb, she is still viewed as whole because that experience with the disease does not define her as sick. It is defined as an experience, a facet, albeit it may be viewed as less than desirable, that experience, she is still whole and complete. So that is the way that I lead my charge in working to support women, whether she has a physical disease or imbalance with her body and her womb, or she desires that support to really deepen her connection. And as such, typically, um, the foundational approach that I take is um, I assess, I start assessing her through her relationship with her menstrual cycle. Now, whether a woman has menses or not, she still has a rhythm. And a lot of times what a lot of women are not aware of is that when you are embarking on the journey to return back home to yourself, to deepen your connection with your feminine or to establish that, reestablish that connection with your feminine, a lot of them talk about the soft life, the soft era. But what I find that is very intriguing is that they do not have a healthy relationship or they carry limiting beliefs, conditionings, and views surrounding their menstrual cycle. And if you really want to truly establish a healthy relationship with your womb, to begin your journey to connecting with your feminine essence within, you got to heal your relationship with your menstrual cycle. 
And yes, even for the women who may have experienced uh, a surgical menopause, meaning a hysterectomy, whether partial or full, or for the woman who has achieved her crown naturally, occurred, meaning, you know, achieved menopause naturally, you can still heal that aspect of yourself. You can still heal your relationship with your cyclical nature. It will look different because you no longer bleed, but you still have a cyclical rhythm. And that is the foundational approach that I take with women that I work with. We begin to assess how is her relationship with her menstrual cycle to heal her relationship that she may have with her womb. Because a lot of the issues, whether it's emotional or spiritual, usually can show itself in her cycle, in her rhythm. And um, this is where um, my position or my role, my charge as a moon time consciousness guide or moon mother comes in. I have um, a background in a few energy healing modalities in addition to providing education on menstrual cycle awareness and how to navigate that as a woman. Uh, for those who may not be fully aware, you may think of your menstrual cycle only in the concept of when you experience the bleeding phase of your menstrual cycle. But there are actually four phases that occurs over the time span of a month. And each of the four phases of your menstrual cycle, you embody a different facet, a different expression of your feminine as a woman. And when you are operating in alignment with each of those four facets, those four archetypes, and you know how to wield that energy that is being expressed within you, you begin to deepen your connection with your feminine. You begin to live more in tune with yourself, in harmony with yourself. So that is the foundational approach in I take with educating women on these four phases and how to get in alignment with her own cyclical nature. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, so um, <clears throat> question, what, what do you think is the outlook of black women and how they view their bodies and their womb? What do you think is the general consensus on, on, on how black women view their body and wombs? Is it, is it mostly positive, negative? What do you think about that? Uh, it depends on the woman because that is more subjective than objective. Subjective based on that woman's background, her cultural beliefs, because believe it or not, um, you know, when we connect with <clears throat> Black women all over the world, um, based on how she was raised, 
what um, she was taught by the women before her, the women that surround her, the women in her immediate circle, that also shapes her views and her beliefs surrounding her womb, surrounding her body, surrounding her menstrual cycle, in addition to societal conditioning. Now, when we look at the women in the Western cultures, the Western hemisphere cultures, um, there is a lot of rejecting the womb and a lot of it begins early. A lot of it begins from the moment that woman achieves menarche, meaning her first menses. And depending on what her experience is like when she achieves menarche, when she has her first menses, that is a pivotal moment for her that will determine if she'll have a healthy relationship with her womb and her menstrual cycle or not. And there are certain instances depending on the household and the women before her, meaning her mother or her grandmother, an elder sister or aunt or cousin or even a friend, based on what it is that is said to her and the things that she take on and, and hold true that will affect her relationship with her womb. So usually we also start there. And one of the approaches that I take with that when I educate um, on menstrual cycle awareness is um, especially for mothers who have daughters, um, whether their daughters are not old enough and have not achieved menarche, or even if they have already had their first menses. The importance of educating mom so that she can know how to also educate her daughter so that her daughter does not reject her power. Because what our society has conditioned us to believe is that our menstrual cycles is an inconvenience our menstrual cycles um, poses us at, as a risk. We are a liability because now we have the capacity to conceive and get pregnant. And that creates fear, fear of her power, fear because of lack of understanding that our menstrual cycle is the introduction to us um, having access to our feminine power, learning the ebb and flow of our cyclical nature so that we know how to wield that power and let it go all throughout the four phases of the menstrual cycle. But if she is told that her menstrual cycle makes her a liability. Her womb makes her a liability. Her menstrual cycle is an inconvenience. Then she internalizes that belief. And that seed is then planted in her womb. And as such, once that seed has been planted, she begins to have issues with her menstrual cycle. She begins to be at war with herself. 
and with her feminine and with her womb because she begins to reject it because of what she has been told. So this is where we educate on, well, I educate on rewriting the story, um, taking that Sankofa approach because in that experience, it is for you to see where that less than desirable experience holds the keys to your power and for you to see where the keys are and go back and get it by rewriting the story. And that's where we usually begin um, in that approach to begin healing that woman's relationship with her womb and her menses. So I hope that answers your question. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, because I, I wanna, I wanna say something before we we, we get into this some more. Because as as a man, I'm with women. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I I've seen a certain like, I've seen a certain interaction with women and their own bodies and how they view their bodies and, and view their wombs right at the menstrual cycle I, i've seen with that they should be they have issues with that i've men um, outlook on the menstrual cycle they wish they have it they, they think it's bad they think it's evil mm -hmm. right um, women do and me being a man no no yes some women would say some women would say why why i have this outlook or why do i even care it's like this is the thing i have to interact with women on the basis aspects of of my life right and me being me i love women right i love the nature of women i want women to be great so I, I can't want to be interacting with women and they have this negative outlook of their own selves. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And I think that I, I, I don't think women quite understand even their relationships with other women and with the opposite sex in terms of this is the thing right um i don't know if you really see it nicole but i think women women and femininity today is an interesting thing right we, we femininity a lot like like people talk about women femininity a lot but i, I think women view femininity from this lens of, of it is weakness it is not mm -hmm. powerful and strong on its own or, mm -hmm. or Femininity is tied to masculinity and with men it is super or or masculinity dominates femininity. That's why women see no objective usefulness of femininity. No. You could speak to that, right? But I need women who listen to this particular episode to understand getting where, where I'm seeing from a male perspective from mm -hmm. seeing women view femininity as, as weakness 
Yes, um, I'm so glad that you brought this up because um, what I mentioned previously is one of the indications that um, shows up where also a woman will view her living and sourcing her life operating in her feminine as weak because of these aspects but and again this is because of what has been projected and taught so we have to begin by deconstructing the limiting beliefs the conditionings that women hold and view themselves as when they think of being feminine sourcing their lives from their feminine um even i i, I will even use myself as an example i was raised in a female dominated household with no masculine presence and when i ventured on my feminine journey when I began my feminine journey, there was a lot of things that I was not even aware of that I didn't know I was literally going against myself. A lot of it too has to do with, again, modern society and modern views surrounding what life should be like, especially for a woman. And if she has been conditioned to believe that she is supposed to hustle hard and grind and all of that yeah if that's what she knows that's what she's going to think life it should be but that is not the case and this is where that woman who is hearing that call but do not know where to begin do not know where to start this is why it is important to have that guide and you may think well i am a woman this information is within me i should be able to access it on my own but if you are living your life against your true nature and you have programmed yourself and conditioned yourself to live outside of what is within you that you didn't recognize you're going to need a guide that has the eye that knows how to support you in connecting and unlocking those parts of yourselves your feminine that has been lying dormant that you have never accessed or that may have been kept away from you honest to god because this has been something that has been programmed, especially for us black women who are familiar with the ancestry coming from slavery. Because yes, ancestral programming is another thing that rings true 
living and sourcing your life contrary and, and, and going apart from yourself was something that our ancestors have done. And that programming through the ancestral line is there in our womb. So this is why the importance of knowing and having that guide to support you with connecting with your womb so that you can rewrite those codes that are in the ancestral line rewriting the story so that you can now fully access your feminine range the range of the feminine is expansive another thing i want to speak on while we are speaking on the masculine feminine dynamic and mm -hmm. this teaching that has been circulating for years that everyone has a inner masculine and an inner feminine it is inaccurate it is inaccurate mm. so here's the thing that a lot of people are embarking on their spiritual journey that has been taught to believe they need to balance their inner masculine and inner feminine when you hold the belief as true in your body as a woman that you need to balance your inner masculine and inner feminine you are cutting yourself off from the full range of expression and your full access to your feminine range so what does this mean if you physically show up as female you are feminine essence with feminine yin and yang energies. If you show up physically male, you are masculine essence with masculine yin and yang energies. And what does this mean? This means that the range of expression, the yin and yang energies of a woman and her being able to fully embody her feminine and the need to balance. There's a need to balance your feminine energies because you are wholly and completely feminine. Not feminine and masculine. And what this teaching has done on a spiritual level and this is what what is known as spiritual warfare on a spiritual level what it has done is condition both men and women to believe that they need to balance energies that are not within them and it causes them to neuter themselves so when you look at the law of polarity you have the positive pole which symbolizes the masculine and you have the negative pole which symbolizes the feminine if you are holding the belief as a woman that you need to balance your inner masculine and inner feminine within you are sitting in the pole in the center of the pole in neutral so which means that you're not fully accessing your full range. You are not allowing yourself to embody yourself fully and completely in your power as a woman or as a man.
now when you occupy your feminine pole completely yes there will be an imbalance but what happens in the space of the law of polarity is that you will attract naturally the masculine pole to come in the picture to help and balance it because you are occupying your feminine pole fully wholly and completely and what happens when you feel the need to balance the inner masculine and inner feminine energies what ends up happening is that you do not access the parts of you that you need to access to be able to live a fulfilling life as a woman or even as a man and it also will if you are a single woman or even if you are partnered or married it will affect your relationships because if you are operating in a neutral state you will attract a neutral partner or if you are married and you are operating in that neutral state you are evoking or attracting as a woman the neutral expression of your partner Mm. Mm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, interesting. That yeah. is very interesting, Nicole. Mm -hmm. Because for, 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 for some time I've been here, and let's talk about um divine masculinity and divine femininity both men and women have it and, and we need to balance it out in order for 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 us for us to to, to operate properly and i'm always like like exactly so I, i'm always like wait last did we have both energies in us uh, mm -hmm. uh, and we operate on both respect men and women the same right men and mm -hmm. women are different we operate mm -hmm. differently why would yeah. people want to say that divine masculinity and divine femininity both both does hold the same <laughs> energy that have with us the high spiritual level so here's the thing with that uh, uh, for you, you to say that, that Women and men operate in full. When you say that 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 women and men are femininity or the full masculinity, that's interesting. No, <laughs> to me, that's interesting because I haven't been hearing that a lot. Right, especially especially in you in um, of 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 spirituality. of spirituality because a lot of people in spirituality love to talk about about both gender and both energy so that's it <laughs> that is interesting so, the thing with that so you know there has been talkings for a number of years of the separation of men and women from the household as an act to separate or dismantle the family unit that is how the teaching or that that attack has now infiltrated in the new age communities because then they condition 
people to believe on a spiritual scale that a if you balance your inner masculine and your inner feminine there's no need for you to get a partner which is how that warfare on the family now is being taught that conditioning is being brought in the spiritual realm to dismantle those codes of union and divine partnership between the masculine and the feminine because if we condition ourselves to believe that we don't need our masculine counterpart or our feminine counterpart to be in union then there's no more family mm. <laughs> because remember, family, families are created spiritually first just like they say sex sacred energy exchange right in order for conception to occur now i'm going to give i some high priestess teachings here in order for conception to occur it must occur on the spiritual level first which means that when the masculine and the feminine comes together in union sexually and that spark is ignited known as orgasm the masculine in his innate nature grounds the feminine and tethers her to the physical realm and the the feminine traverses the spiritual realm and she is the vehicle or the the, the channel in which that child that manifestation that goal that dream that desire that is desiring to manifest and be made physically manifest between the two it is through her so she has to go into the spiritual realm to retrieve it and bring it into the physical but if men and women are conditioned to believe they don't need one another that's how you cut off manifestations from happening that's how you cut off the creation of more families this war that is it is spiritual. so yes this warfare is spiritual that is that is so interesting to me <laughs> because because nobody wants to speak about well i've been speaking about breaking up our black families mm-hmm. uh, uh, but Nobody really seen into the fact nobody that women's outlook on on, on partnering with men, women's outlook on femininity, family and motherhood and all that good stuff, how that affects the building of families and the building communities, which is interesting. Because I've been talking about it for some time. <laughs> That's me, but yes. but plenty of people have been, say not having a proper conversation 
which is interesting, but I mean, we hear having it now. And even in the churches, you see it too, the sharing of faith surrounding sexual intercourse. A lot of unwanted pregnancies and unplanned pregnancies is because women need to learn and understand their bodies. But if they are taught from the moment that they have their first period to reject their bodies, they shut them off. They close them off from learning their rhythm, learning how to be in tune with her body so that she can know when she's ovulating and to avoid sexual intercourse to prevent pregnancy or things that she can do to prevent pregnancy from happening in the first place. A lot of the pregnancies, unwanted pregnancies, unplanned pregnancies is because that woman was having sexual intercourse just before she entered ovulation or while in ovulation, but because she did not know she was ovulating. She didn't know, she wouldn't know how to take the necessary precautions to protect herself from an unwanted pregnancy. And then, of course, there's the shame that comes upon her when she discovers that she is pregnant. When family members, especially female family members, find out, oh, my God. Some, and I'm not saying this is the case for every woman's experience. I am not. I'm not speaking to that. And I'm not saying this is every woman's experience. But what I will say is that the carrying of shame, criticism, and judgment that is received, especially during pregnancy, that then is internalized and passed on to that child. And the child is gestating and being nurtured in the womb with all of that. And then we wonder why we have so much children that do not want to be here. We see an arise of children committing suicide. This is why a woman's <laughs> psychological or mental, spiritual, physical, and emotional well-being is important even before she conceives. Because what is already being held in her body is passed on to that baby. So prenatal is not just about making sure you're taking prenatal vitamins and eating right during pregnancy. Prenatal care begins even before conception, at least three months prior to conception. Prenatal mm. care also affects a woman ancestrally because whatever thoughts, conditionings, and limiting beliefs that are held in the ancestral line, it is also held in that woman's womb. The direct link for a woman to her ancestral line is by way of her ovaries. She is born with all of her eggs of, that she will need for her lifetime. So which means that when her grandmother was in utero, that one half of her 
was contained in her grandmother's womb as well as her mother's womb. Dormant, waiting to be activated by the sperm from the masculine. So this is why even ancestral wounds women need to look into and this is where it is through the woman that generational curses can be broken or created as well through the womb and i do educate on this is where my medicine woman aspect comes in because as an herbalist I utilize the power of plant medicine to support us to do that ancestral healing. And it can be done using plants and herbs. So yeah, I know that was a yeah. lot, Trini, yeah. and I took down a really deep rabbit hole, but that's just scratching the surface honest to god that's just scratching the surface oh no it's interesting i think woman um is going to as well and it is going to take a look at that but 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 nicole it's it going to have the woman to talk about well, well femininity is, is a social construct and it's it's, it's old it's archaic uh um it's it's patriarchal it's open you know yeah it's sure there's going to be women that say that so what you have to say about men who's going to say that he's a social construct it's 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 supremacy it's oppression but women what do you have before we move on Yet here we are showing up with feminine bodies, distinctive features that delineates us as feminine, us having wombs. I see that as just another avenue in which a woman that has been wounded by the masculine and has not dealt with those wounds is now projecting and using that as a form of bypassing or escapism. And usually I'm not the type to preach because the women who are called to me will hear my voice. I know for a fact I am not to support every woman. And there will be those that will not be receptive and will say exactly what you've said or even other things and to that woman i say beloved i respect you and i respect your position and the beliefs that you hold because in order for me to adequately support all women who are called who i am called to support i have to support her even with her present belief structure even if it means that her belief is that what i am saying and what i am doing is hogwash i respect her i respect her beliefs and i support her in her decision because in the end it is her experience she has that right to choose 
And when we start to talk about sovereignty and learning to stand in your power, if that is the belief that she holds, then I respect her in that belief that she is standing in her true power, that it's a construct or a figment of the patriarchy. It's a means of suppression of women and women need to be treated equally. And I have nothing against the women's suffrage movement because it has offered us um, as women tremendous ability to be able to make it as far as we have today. But when it when you really look at it, what has it cost us as women? Where we are disconnected from our bodies to the point that we reject ourselves and we are beginning to reject our offspring. We are beginning to reject the things that we are created for. And as much as that pains me, I have to respect that woman's right to choose and respect that woman living and operating in her sovereignty and give her love. Because in order for you to dismantle the pain, the shame, the guilt, the criticism, the judgment, the trauma that you hold, you cannot use the same vehicles that have inflicted all of these things upon you to heal. Only love can do that. And especially if she has no examples of people to give her love, then I am example for her and give her love even if she does not agree with me she is deserving and worthy of love just because she is and that would be my gift to her Oh, that is interesting. This, um, for we get it. I'm sure that most women would definitely want to hear about, which would obviously be touchy. I want to really touch something extremely touchy in the past few months, right? Um, a boy. Oh, extremely touchy. Extremely yes, touchy stuff. So, Nicole, what do you think the impact of abortions are doing to women's bodies and their wounds? Hmm. Wow. So, the topic of abortion, you are correct, is very sensitive. It's very touchy. It's very fickle because every woman's experience and her reasoning behind that decision is unique to her. So it's not a, 
across the board simplified reason or approach. But one of the things that I will say is um, it is not an easy decision to make. I will say it's not an easy decision to make. And there's a lot of weighing of pros and, and cons that happen um, with women who decide to do this. Now, I have been recently introduced um, where somebody had shared with me I, I don't even know the name of the artist, but in a nutshell, she was twerking in front of a Planned Parenthood clinic, an abortion clinic, and basically saying um, she got murder on her mind in terms of um, abortions. And it's really unfortunate that um, this is what we as women that we have become, it's really, really unfortunate, but um, there are women who have considered an abortion or abortions who did not um, have this stance, who did not have this approach and reasoning that it, you know, she just wants to terminate her pregnancy because it's an inconvenience. There are some women where they have had valid health concerns that required them to terminate the pregnancy, whether health concerns for her or for the baby. And what I have known to be true in my line of work and in my training is that the number or the percentages of those women are very small in comparison to other women who just have an abortion for the sake of, you know, I don't want to be pregnant right now. And this is, like I and like you said, it is a touchy topic because it's that woman's right to choose. And I respect a woman's right to choose, but with great power also comes great responsibility. And as such, um, when you make that decision are you when you when you make that decision you were woman enough to make that decision be woman enough to also stand in the aftermath and the outcome of what that decision has created for you because the long and short of it is is that you are the creator of your life based on the decisions you have made and be willing to learn the lessons from that experience because queens decide. We know that for a fact. And we know for a fact that in this day and age where every woman regards herself as a queen, an empress, or a goddess, learn to stand <laughs> with your hell high and your back straight in the aftermath of your decision as well. Um, in my capacity as a medicine woman, meaning as an herbalist too, um, I am definitely familiar with the traditional ways utilizing plant medicine for the termination of pregnancies. And what my position is on that is that when there's a will, there's a way. 
and if a woman must have an abortion or must terminate her pregnancy if she is determined to do it she will find a way but again with great power comes great responsibility and you have to also be willing to stand in the aftermath of that decision whatever the shifting of the tide after that whatever that may be you have to be willing to stand in that too so that is my position and my belief on that okay we hear that we hear that we hear free we hear that free i'll be woman hear that too so this right now definitely portion i'm sure women is definitely going to listen to the most because this is something that has been talked about more than anything else um sex sexuality bodies and wombs <laughs> um before we get it that um my little it for my male perspective. Um, I've seen quite. I've seen quite a bit. Women speak about how sex has affected their lives. I've heard how women talk about sex having their body, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. I'm here about it, but I've never ever talked about it since the revolution. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that now have this discussion about where has sexual liberation movement left men in space. And it's interesting to see, and I definitely want perspective on what you think that. Expression of it have impacted how women their bodies, how it affected them and their bodies and their outlook that affected their and how they that. So, if you want to speak, then you can. Uh, it will be definitely interesting, especially a black woman. So, um, like I said a little while ago, with great power comes great responsibility. And um, <laughs> just like you have a mind and you hold consciousness, so does your womb hold consciousness. If the womb being the portal between the spiritual and the physical realm held and contained within your body, you also hold the consciousness of every man you have lain with. And this is very, very important for, for, for us as women to... <clears throat> And this is not coming from a place of criticism of, or judgment. 
but always ensuring that you are conscious and aware of the decisions that you're making. Because again, with great power comes great responsibility. And the outcome of that experience, you will be required to bear the responsibility of it, whether positive or negative. And <clears throat> I don't really speak on this from the position of, you know, what a woman chooses to do with her pum pum is bad and this and that because I am not the gatekeeper of the po the pussies. Let's let's put it out on the table right here, <laughs> right now. God gave every woman own pussy for she to do what she want with it. Because if we all had to share one pussy, it would have been a conundrum. Okay, this is why God <laughs> gave all of us our own boom. Okay. And what you choose to do with it, beloved, like I said before, I respect your decision and I send you love irregardless. But I always encourage women to be aware, to be deliberate and intentional with each and every act because this is something that is lost to us as women as well. The lack of presence, the lack of awareness the just the need to be willy-nilly and jumping up and just doing things without properly processing it, thinking things through, feeling into it, okay? And um, we got to get back to that, being presenceful, being aware, being conscious, of every decision that we make and how it will shape our life, what it will bring into our life and, and, and the aftermath thereafter as well. And be willing to take responsibility because I keep saying this over and over again. We have a lot of women that just jump up and do things. Oh, I will with him and he this and he that. But then you chose to be with him. You chose to do those things with him. And you have to take responsibility for the part that you played in it. Because as far as I know, unless he's a criminal, no man is going to force you to do something you didn't want to do. And by virtue of the fact that you said yes, and you did it, you got to take responsibility for the part that you played in your experience. And I feel that that is something that is very important for women on their healing journey, where they are doing that in a healing work. And they are doing that work to heal their relationship with their wombs and their feminine. Learning to take responsibility and stop going around blaming for their less than desirable experiences. Now, in the situations where you were a child, there's no blame. But as an adult, you got to stop blaming still. And hold 
your little child self in love and love the little child self through that experience and let go of the blame and shame. And I'm going to share something a bit personal because when I speak on these issues, anything that I speak on when it comes to the feminine related experience and what I have learned and what I have gleaned, I always like to share my personal experience because I have been through it. And I did not have the most positive relationship with my mother. And I still, even up to last year, still carried some wounding in connection to childhood trauma connected with my mother. But one of the things that I had, I, I had to do in order to help me heal through it was to get a, a spiritual mom for some women, that might be something that might be possible for them. It may not. But one of the things that I had to learn from my spiritual mom, and she is such a profound woman, is that um, think of unforgiveness that you're holding in your heart, ladies. And for men too, think of unforgiveness as a debt that you are holding and carrying against a person who has wronged you. And the longer you hold the unforgiveness is the longer you are operating at a deficit as a result of carrying the unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is a type of karmic debt. And for those of you that are spiritual will know about this in terms of the lines of numerology. So this is why forgiveness is important because when you look at certain financial institutions and what they do when someone owes them is they go over the books and they do what they can to bring the books back into balance. And sometimes that might require for them to sell the debt or cancel the debt from their books so that they could stop operating from a deficit. When you hold unforgiveness in your heart and in your womb, ladies, you are operating in a karmic deficit carrying karmic debt. And as my spiritual mom would tell me, forgiveness cancels the debt that I carry against you. Because the debt, if not paid or repaid this lifetime, if you continue to carry it, not only will it bog you down, but if you die carrying that karmic debt, that unforgiveness, you carry that into the spiritual realm. And if you believe in reincarnation, when you return, you still end up holding that karmic debt against that person. And should that person return 
you end up meeting with them again in another lifetime and you end up having experiences where because you are carrying that unforgiveness they will be required to pay the debt which means that in the next lifetime you will meet them again so that that debt can be fulfilled but what that also does on a soul level is that it weighs down your soul and it prevents your soul and your spirit from ascending you have to lighten the load in order to to spiritually ascend ladies and what you are carrying in your womb on a physical, on an emotional level, this can lead to dis-ease in the physical because usually dis-ease, the, the physical manifestation of dis-ease usually has a spiritual or emotional root. And yes, you could take all the medication that you need to get rid of it, but if you do not pluck it up from the root, it will stay and it will come back up and it will manifest in other forms. So why not deal with it from the spiritual or emotional root so that it no longer manifests in the physical and the mental? Mm. Mm. That was powerful. That was that, that was powerful, and I think women needed to hear that, that input. Because I think women have a lot of to do in that. But um, mm-hmm. um, in saying this, I think um, black women think um is too hard to do to repair themselves to the place that needs to be at. Black women look uh, have outlook on them very defeatist. It's like what what can we do? What what what, what can we do to to end such deficit? They would mm-hmm. say, well, we, we, live, we live in this system. We live in this where we are black, we yep. are women. And if we can't do nothing to improve the outlook of it, themselves, that which is interesting. Me as I see in that, it is disheartening to see because I my woman can be great. Seeing great women. In the I've seen women in, in the true light. You understand? I've seen women on journeys that are interesting and, and that are very inspirational to me. So I, I do I, I think black women definitely need to work on getting back to that space, that realm where they hold um um true true um <laughs> true queenship you understand what I'm saying uh, I think yeah. yeah women really need to work 
días. Um, that being said, this this has been quite <laughs> been quite an opening episode as the first one this series that I this has been I wanted this episode to be quite educational, which it has been. I think I picked a perfect guest to be on the first episode. Um, so shout out to you, Nicole, for coming uh, um, to particular things in the realm of women. I, I really need to to say that. <laughs> and thank you for having me. So, so. We, we definitely can get back on, on podcast for some more in the style say because we, we have a lot to speak about. I, I think we even start this uh, um, mm-hmm. woman of black women claiming their femininity on, mm-hmm. on their journey to reclaim. We used to operating and and cool. that's definitely uh, deserve to continue to. Um, so y'all has been good here, here as you all know. I am <laughs> Trini Hood. Um, before before I end this off. Uh, our thing real the intent the intent of of the series in particular as me be man th- this is for to learn as well right so the woman bring on learn from them as well from a woman's perspective now this is something women would would raise and, and open their eyes big too because not many men want to actually learn women from a womanly perspective about women men move men operate right also here learn from a woman perspective as also give men the platform to see the issues and, and so so I am here to create space to be educational to speak from my perspective as well, to also give the woman room to on what they go through, what they experience, because I have a lot of experiences and it's very unique. It's unique. Um, so, um, I have pleasure of, of and grace ability to speak space for them to can be vulnerable. Nicole, if any final words or close out, it's on you. Firstly, I want to say thank you, Trini, for 
allowing me to share this space with you and to have this dialogue. It was indeed a pleasure uh, to partake in this discourse with you. Um, and I am definitely looking forward to uh, a follow-up because like you said, and like I've said, uh, we barely <laughs> scratched the surface. But um, my, my final message to the women that are listening, may you experience ease, pleasure, and flow, as well as grace and love, always and in all ways. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. And I hope that uh, the words and the, the words spoken and the meditations shared, that they touch you, they nourish you, and they fulfill you as you deepen your connection with your divine feminine essence within you. Thank you, Trini. <laughs> And as we close out, this is why in particular in this series, Oshun series, what are people to understand? Oshun is, is a goddess, right? Particularly West Africa, um, particularly in the Yoruba tribe. What is interesting about me picking the name Oshun for this particular series is because she represents something. She represents something for she represents something black woman, right? She is the goddess of divinity, femininity, fertility, beauty, and love. I think for this part, if for this series is true worthwhile. Uh, knowledge of, of 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 african traditions and african religions in particular west africa so i think yes oshu something and i believe all black women particular god is the spirit within them and all they have to do is manifest it so uh, I hope women take kind to this. And, and um, listen intently to, to what I've done here. So, so uh, to, for me, for holding this space. Um, I am your host, Trini Hotep, as you know. Y'all can follow me on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Trini it on all platforms nicole if you want to give out your platform so the people could reach you in any way if women want to reach out ask information if you want to give that information to the public you're free to do so Yes. Um, thank you so much. You can find me on Clubhouse with the user handle at Sacred Feminine. You can also find me on Instagram 
at Treasures of the Sacred Feminine. You will also find me on Facebook with the same title, Treasures of the Sacred Feminine. And um, I typically more so hold um, clubhouse rooms on Clubhouse, um, where I host full moon womb, full moon womb meditations, as well as um, I share teachings on moon time consciousness, which is um, cycle menstrual cycle awareness teachings. Um, you will also find information on Instagram as to how you can connect with me by clicking my link tree link in my bio. If you desire to connect with me to, um, to schedule a consult or to discuss anything, um, any additional offerings that I may have, I also do one-on-one uh, -on -one services as well as um, group coaching and group teachings. So thank you so much, Trini, for having me here. And it was indeed a pleasure and honor to share this space with you again. No, the honor is mine. The honor is mine. The honor is mine. So with that being said, we are closing out, guys. Peace, everybody. Peace to the black men. Peace to the black men. Peace to the black nation. Y'all are